0: Hi, it's Andrea and Marianne, the Sister Tipsters. We're two moms, wives, and sisters juggling work, kids, and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day, while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. Do kids need to exercise, even little kids? Well, it's time to tackle that burning question that I think's been keeping us all up at night. (laughs) Maybe maybe not keeping us up at night, but it's an important one. Do kids need to exercise? Yes, we all need to exercise, but I think the focus and goals are different. So today, I want us to have a conversation about kids, specifically talking like 12 years old and under, so like think elementary or grammar school age, and I do think it's important for kids to be active as they're growing and developing, um, and it's not just about weight maintenance. If that's an issue... Certainly, that that's, could be one um, aspect to kind of tackle. But as kids are developing and growing, we want to encourage good coordination, good range of motion of the joints, flexibility, balance, neuromuscular control, so like the brain connection of moving the body, cardiovascular fitness, development of foundational sport-specific skills, and injury prevention, and really lots and lots and lots of fun
1: along the way. Yeah, absolutely. It's important for kids to just be kids and play, but what exactly does that mean? It means being active, running around in different directions, building up that, like what we call agility for adults. They need to climb and, um, you know, interact with other kids, interact with other adults, any other people, um, just kind of be in their environment, um, play with balls, uneven surfaces. We've said, you know, barefoot, shoes, um, different directions, like I said, just kind of learning and um, building that body that they've been born with, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, we don't have to let kids
0: in on this little secret, but, you know, they see this all as playing. They And they should exercise at that age, 12 and under, they should see it. As playing they shouldn't think they're doing a chore they shouldn't think that they're doing something that's homework they should just think that they're playing but i think as adults we need to appreciate the importance of all the stuff that maybe we've taken for granted that little kids just do and it's very easy i think um to get caught up in the structure of the day the structure of activities and skimp out on some of this stuff. So I guess it's just also a reminder that of, that all of this stuff is important that the kids do and it serves different purposes. So we'll kind of break it down I think today a little bit and discuss some of the different categories or goals that we should have in mind for exercise as for these young kids and, and why it's important. So um, I'm gonna jump right in on one of our favorite things to talk about. Um, and I think kind of one of our goals of this whole podcast is to get people moving. And I think for kids, movement is so important as it is for adults. But in terms of kids, um, we're looking at like range of motion, just getting that flexibility in their bodies. So one cool thing I think is if you're not familiar with this and you need some videos, look up and maybe we could post some videos too. look up dynamic warm ups. And this is something that older kids can use for um, getting ready in sports practices and stuff like that. And adults can use this for warming up for um, their exercise. But as kids, it's great to encourage this kind of stuff like leaping, bounding, skipping, hopping, um, you name it, those. And I think we can all kind of picture some of those for like athletes. If you can't, you should look this up for athletes. Um, some of their warm up stuff for, for kids. It's just like, all right, come on, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna skip, we're gonna hop. Um, And that's a good opportunity to get them moving and to train some of those movements, which gives them some control over their body. Um, One of my biggest ones that I like to encourage people to do are called funny walks. And some of it that I um, use are based on a, a doctor's research with some track athletes of moving the foot in different directions and then I try to always incorporate those but there's a lot um out there to just get kids to mimic like animal movements so you know all right I'm gonna walk like an elephant follow me and walk like an elephant and forcing their bodies to do some of those things actually gets like crucial fu- foundational movements for kids so um again, that's one of the that's a kind of where I think we should start with kids is
1: just getting them moving and getting them moving in different ways. I know. So just I'm thinking like, high knees, butt kicks, grapevines, like toes in toes out, walk on your toes, like are those things that you're talking about, like when you kind of just, I don't know, I can remember like softball practices, like lining up on the line and doing those back and forth between like first and second base, um, that kind of thing, like getting like a, a little bit of a distance. But is that just some examples of what you're referring to? Yeah, absolutely. And so when you think about like that,
0: to me, that even brings me into, again, the teenagers and the adults where it looks that um, organized, but that's exactly it. But then like you take you, know, you take a five-year-old and um, I don't think you have to call him high knees. I think you could say, all right, we're going to skip. I think you have to say like, oh, I'm going to walk like a giant. So tailor it to their age. But yes, those are exactly what we're trying to accomplish is, is to kind of it, movements, different movements to get that flexibility. So yeah, I mean, I could take my, you know, I just did the other day with my eight year old and my 11 year old. And that's exactly what we're doing side shuffles, high knees, butt kicks. And that's what I would call it for them. And they were fine. But with my five year old, I think I would say things like, oh, I'm gonna walk like a monster. And I might show her with like exaggerated giant steps or, you know, um, kind of again, like I'm gonna going to hop like a bunny and teach her how to hop on
1: two feet. So I think, um, again, you got to tailor it to the age group, but absolutely. Disguise it a little bit. And um, I know we've done like relay races with the kids and and made it fun too of of doing funny things back and forth. So I'm going to throw this in too of, we've mentioned before too on, on some of our episodes about how, um, and maybe it was a Did You Know episode, about how kids kind of start with like gummy bones and loose, you know, looseness in all their joints and things like that. And so, I think that's like another. I mean, coming from the non-medical field, um, just in my experience with with kids and and answers I've gotten from doctors, like this range of motion stuff is really important for those little little ones too because you want them to maintain that range of motion because they're naturally born. I mean, we all talk about it, right? Like babies in a fetal position and they look like they're so uncomfortable to an adult. But as a baby, that's totally comfortable to them. They have that range of motion. They can move their legs in different directions and things. And so it's important to maintain that and keep that looseness in our kids. And and you can tell me if I'm wrong on that, Andrea, but um, I know that was something that I was kind of told along the way too, of, of get those kids out, and active, and moving, and challenging their body because otherwise they will start to lose that range of motion
0: absolutely you're spot on like that and then just the added element to kind of describe is yeah they start out so gummy and then what happens then they're growing and and growing sometimes has a little bumps along the way so if we if kids hit a little bit of a growth spurt um, what's happening is the actual bones grow and then everything else is asked to stretch and it doesn't always stretch it doesn't always stretch as quickly as it should it doesn't always stretch as evenly doing things like this is an easy way for all of us to keep our kids gummy and to keep them flexible, absolutely. I mean, you know I'm gonna give the plug for chiropractic here of like, if you do notice that your kids can't do things or they're not as gummy, you should seek some help. And whether it's a chiropractor or a physical therapist, but you should look at their joints and their muscles to help them along. But yeah, absolutely, if you don't don't push these things, they can lose it or they can hit some hiccups that they stay in a little too long with growing where they
1: have some um, issues with it. All right. I'm going to derail us for a second here, though, because I actually didn't know that You know, we grew up going to a chiropractor. You obviously are a chiropractor. We have other chiropractors in the family. Um, and so we are big proponents of chiropractors, and we are um, very well aware of their place in our life, in our active lifestyle. Um, I, I truly believe that I would have been way worse off in all four of my pregnancies if I had not been seeing a chiropractor. I think that my infants um, would have had more challenges in the beginning of their life if they had not been seeing a chiropractor. So I'm derailing us here for a moment to just give a (laughs) plug for chiropractors because I didn't realize that they were not so well known, but I just said it, my daughter said the other day uh, about going to the chiropractor and one of her friends um, who, you know, I, I, they they are a very active family. I thought it would have been something that they would have had, you know, in their health regimen and their family. And she had no idea what it was. Um, so I will give my layman's plug. And if you want to jump in, Andrea, but I will I will <laughs> boast about you and your, your practice there of like, if you are not seeing a chiropractor and you have, e- even if you're not active, but if you are active, if your spouse is active, if your kids are active, like chiropractors, treat everyone from like I said, infants from birth all the way up until the until elderly. And and there is a place in everybody's life. Um I I believe chiropractor, like the definition of is it is your bones and your muscles. And it's making all of that work together. So no it's not gonna go and diagnose some illness, but You need your body to function on a regular basis. So if you're not seeing a chiropractor, I'm going to put that plug in there for your kids. We're talking about exercise for kids. If you've got kids out there exercising get them to a chiropractor too. I mean, we want them to push their bodies, right? So that they don't lose that range of motion, so that they don't have injuries, so that they don't have issues as they get older. And I see so many kids now, I feel like it's so different with kids now playing one sport all year long, whereas like we played with sports in seasons. And so we were automatically challenging our bodies differently because we were moving it differently every season. And now I see with my kids, kids are playing the same sport all year. Well, that's just going to I I believe that's going to lead to injury. And so I think there's even a bigger place for chiropractors in our world today's and in our world today and for kids. So, I don't know if you want to give a different plug, Andrea, but I know you you will hesitate sometimes and be like, uh, you know, not boast about yourself or your practice or anything like that, but if you need a chiropractor in New Jersey, look up Andrea, but um <laughs> But yeah, I, I would I would put in a huge plug for get those kids out and exercising and let them see a chiropractor. So that was just my little, my tangent that was not in our notes. That was not something we discussed. <laughs> so sorry, Andrea, but I, I had to say something about it. <laughs> No,
0: I like it, and I'm I'm having such a proud moment. Thank you for that plug, and thank you for encouraging everybody. And forget about whether you're in New Jersey or where you are. But yeah, seek out a chiropractor. I'm a big fan of sports chiropractors because that's my background, um, and they look at this kind of stuff. and 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 listen, that's a large part of my practice is that, you know, somebody comes in because they noticed that their kid was struggling or looked funny running around the baseball field, or or wow, you know, my child was skipping around with the other kids, and I realize that they were only using their one foot and kind of dragging the other. So those movement things you can pick up. I think some of them you can balance out yourself by encouraging the different movements. But yeah, if not, go go seek a chiropractor. Um, let them evaluate your child. Make sure that all the joints are balanced, moving properly, appropriate movement and optimal function in the body. I mean, that's what we're really going for. Do the muscles need to be stretched? Is, you know Is something pulling too tight? Any of that kind of stuff, they can balance it out. So I appreciate the... The inserting that I think that is important. Just again, just trying to spread the word on, on having people um be as healthy and functioning as well as they can. So in that I'm going to I'm going to pull us right back. Um, the other thing that is important for kids in terms of exercise is proprioception. So I'm going to nerd out with that right now. If you're not familiar with the word proprioception, um, it's knowing where your body is in space. So it's it's more than just balance. Is it balance? Sure. But it's even more than that. It's knowing exactly where your body is at any moment, all of the body parts and where they are in space. So it's it's really an all-encompassing balance um, and, and locator of your body. So we need to challenge kids' balances. We need to try uneven surfaces. We need to, you know, this is where... Walking on a balance beam or walking the border of the playground, if it has like a little border, is great for the kids. Um, Getting on one leg and playing, whether they're hopping or, you know, okay, can't put your left foot down or making a silly game. Getting on a swing set and, you know, swinging on a swing, helping them to feel that movement through space and knowing where they are. I mean, if you go to like a really good playground. I mean, just think of all the like wobbly, uneven things. All of those are challenging the balance sense in our bodies and and encouraging and improving our proprioception. Um, Kids generally get a lot of that. Adults don't enough, but if you just allow kids to do a lot of that uneven stuff and challenge it, um, they will naturally have really good proprioception and that's so important in their growth and development and injury prevention. I mean, that's, if they have that balance sense, um, that's protecting them a lot too. And their joints.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to add on with this one, cause we're talking about 12 and under. And so, you know, once they're two and up they're they're moving their own body, but that's something that can be done. And, and I didn't realize this until and I haven't shared much about this but like my my one uh my my son my only son <laughs> but um he had to go to physical therapy when he was younger and that was something that they said of of learning their body in space and then at that age it was you know you picture you see a lot of times like adults tossing a baby up in the air and catching them and um and they were saying how important that actually is in the development of a baby that when they're really little they don't know how to move their body yet. And so that's part of learning their body in space is it's something that an adult is doing to them. But once they're getting up to two, it's important that they're doing that on their own. And so, you know, was even mentioned, like, um, like you said, the swings are, are a big thing, like they're fun for the kids, but that's a big way for their body to be moving in space and them to figure it out. So um, and we had even talked about like, you know, like I have a Bosu ball in the house. Even, you know, flipping that over so it's the flat side and, and letting like a little baby who's crawling be like climbing up on the BOSU ball and bouncing off of it. And that's like them moving and, and you know, if they roll over, that's fine too. So there's, there's ways, you know, we, we're talking about 12 and under that – you know, they can do it as they get older, but you can do that with young kids as well by having them, you know, challenging them within the house. So, um, but absolutely. And I'm going to interrupt here. If
0: you, and one way that we sometimes make a mistake of not challenging this system early enough. Now, you know, again, a a newborn, you're going to be gentle and careful with them. But I think a lot of us, especially with our first child are always overcautious for letting them do too much. And we hinder some of this. So, you know, I'm talking once they can, once they're, six months, they certainly have a much stronger ability to hold their head and neck. And so you got to watch for when they switch, when your child switches from that infant phase to when they can handle a little bit more of being upright and controlling their head. And that's some of like, you know, if the baby always stays in one of those infant carrier car seats, everywhere they go, we, we are delaying their proprioceptive input. And so holding them, sitting on their lap, as they can be, you know, more weight-bearing, sitting upright, you know, sitting, jostling them, bouncing a baby. Yeah, those all have the place. So think about that too. Again, don't push your baby to do anything they're not ready for, but you're spot on with like, yeah, get them on the ground, get them near a wall and furniture where they can push off, touch it, the different unstable toys, squishy stuff that they can be
1: on, out in the grass, all of that um, is important. Yes, absolutely. And and so we were talking about swings and those uneven surfaces. But, um, you know, you kind of mentioned this, like where's the best place to do that? Like often a playground or outside, like a jungle gym, but you can even create your own little obstacle courses and you can do it at one of those places. It's great. We've done it. Like we've had a, you know, backyard swing set for years and we'll do an obstacle course, like up the ladder, down the slide, swing on the swing, you know, run around the circle, but you can do that anywhere. And that's good. Get the kids jogging left and right um, and I don't mean jogging like running. I mean like, you know, quick jerky back and forth, um, run around cones, things to climb up, go over, under, around, getting them to go in all different directions. And you can really make those obstacle courses fun um, and and totally disguise it where the kids, you know, they just know they're having fun and you're kind of inter- intentionally putting things in there to have them work on different skills. Um, so that's that's a great one. You can do it almost anywhere um you know even outside run around a pole or you know do it from lengths of a fence do different things you know you can use whatever you've got outside
0: absolutely yeah I was just gonna say get creative like outside is ideal we've done it inside our house we did it when we lived in a little townhouse with some of the furniture and did it we've done it at the beach you know all right put a you know a shovel here you got to jump over the shovel and then you got to go left around the towel I mean get creative and that's that's a fun one um Now, I want to talk about cardiovascular fitness. Now, certainly, that's important and important for everybody of all ages and even kids, Um, and I know that that's one that really hits home for anybody who's worried that their child is um, having trouble being a healthy weight, meaning that they're overweight. Um, They might right away gravitate towards cardiovascular fitness, and certainly important and important for just overall health, development. Um, our heart function, all of that. And, you know, that's our running, walking, biking, swimming. I will encourage you, you know, if it's your only choice to get a kid on like a stationary piece of equipment like a treadmill or a bike, fine. But this is where we want them out. We want them you know, running around in grass. We want them running around the track, walking, get them outside because that gives more of the input in the other categories too. That gives them balance sense. That gives them um, some of the other challenges that we're looking for. So should that be snuck in there too? Absolutely. You know, running relay races, great you know, learning to ride a bike is an important skill that everybody should tackle. Um, Obviously, we think swimming too is another one that everyone should tackle. But those are the opportunities to get in there and get some of that cardiovascular fitness. Um, And I guess I'm going to say, just like everything else, this is where we should be making it fun. I mean, we should, that's another opportunity to make it fun. But all of this stuff, I think we should be, kids should be thinking that they're playing games that they're you know they should think that some of it is free play and maybe we give a little bit of direction but this is this is the opportunity i think for them to
1: put all of these things together and to have fun yeah absolutely and i'm i'm gonna steal an idea that um I mean, a lot of these ideals we're we're getting from everyone else, right? But, um, but one, I I believe our cousin had it, and I don't know where she had seen it too. But you can make some of that cardio stuff if you if you're stuck inside, you can make that fun too. She had suggested um, taking like our, our kids are younger. So we had tricycles around or we had something, but, um, prop those bikes up in like a pair of shoes, like the little tricycle wheels, you can stick them in a <laughs> shoe, it right. props the bike up. And we would put on like a tour de France video or something. And the kids would pretend and we'd play music. Oh, you're going up the hill. And we'd cheer them on and they'd be sitting there riding their bikes in the house. Um, the other thing we did recently, was, um, we played this scavenger hunt kid, uh, game with our kids and we had them running all over the house getting all this stuff. Like, okay, you got to go and get a bottle of shampoo. And everyone's running up the stairs to get the shampoo. And then they're running it back down. And then at the end of the round, um, you know, there was a whole points thing and everything, but then they've got to run. And we set a timer of how fast you can return all the items. And they don't even notice it, that they're running stairs and they're running through the house and doing things like that. Um, So there are ways that if you're, you know, we always encourage getting outside. And I think you know, running, like you don't have to just go for a run, you can get the kids playing soccer, that involves a lot of running back and forth. Um, Swimming, yes, we always are going to plug the swimming of, um, (laughs) you know, get the kids in the pool. That's an easy one, I feel like in the summer, because they really tire themselves out. That's cardio, they think it's fun the whole time. You can play all sorts of games and swimming, um, you know, in the pool, But, but there are ways to do it inside as well, and not just put a kid on a bike or a treadmill or something like that, but make it exciting to them and make it fun. And, and again, like a little bit disguised. Absolutely.
0: I don't think they need to know that it's exercise. They just need to know that it's fun. And, you know, just like we need to get moving, so do our kids. And I'll just, this is another whole episode. But if we move and play with them, that's an added health benefit. But we should talk about that more sometime. But <laughs> but so for today, I think just a few takeaways Let's lead by example and get moving ourselves. Our kids see that. And let's encourage our kids to play in all the ways that we just talked
1: about. Um, I know it sounds corny, but... Movement is life, and and that's essential. It is. It is. But for today, thanks for joining the Sister Tipsters podcast with your hosts, Andrea and Marion. And as always, if you like what you hear, drop us a comment, a like, or a positive review here on your favorite streaming service. Or better yet, don't forget to share this podcast with another two friends. Um, If you ever want to check in with us, share your thoughts, ideas, maybe some thoughts on another episode, you can send those over to us at sistertipsters at gmail.com. But at a minimum, don't forget to come back again next week for another episode the sister tips.